This is Michael Coe from the Punk Rock and Politics Podcast, and you're listening to some of the best podcasts available on the internet, only on the No Phony Podcast Network. garage where we review streaming tv shows streaming movies and everything else is streaming because we're afraid to go to the show right now aren't we tom we've been afraid for a while um although for good reason um we do not want to to catch a virus a very serious situation that's been going on in society um but no we haven't been at a theater in a very long time and nor have we really even been out to eat that much although i have picked up food from restaurants and brought it home and ate it at home you know for the most part we have eaten outside and uh, occasionally um, we have been inside but i'll tell you what when we are inside we are definitely spacing it out yeah we are we do not want to be caught in small places um, because the way this virus can travel and um yeah, so it's kind of narrowed our life down a lot, hasn't it? No, it definitely does, especially for two people who like to go to the movies, not just having to sit in front of our TV and watch endless TV shows and mediocre movies. But, boy, I think we found ourselves a gem here, Tom. Did we not? I think when you texted the name of this movie to me and I went over to my Amazon Prime account, saw that my daughter and wife were on a, a separate streaming service, which meant I could watch the show because only two people can watch it at the same time <laughs> <laughs> at my level. Which is like that all across America right now. <laughs> yes. We are picking and choosing depending on how many family members are on the service at one time. So I, I punched in the vast of night and voila, it popped up. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to watch this because Bill's watching this. There you go. Wow. And so The Vast of Night is an independent movie. So just to let our audience know, independent movies are usually uh, outside of the studio system. There are uh, groups of uh, people that believe in the script, uh, will pay money to have this produced. Um, A lot of times, um, you know, rich people will just give money just so they can have their name on a movie. And... um, but they're benefactors as well. And so there's grants and all sort of things. And uh, The Vast of Night was a 2019, uh, what it's categorized as a drama mystery sci-fi. So it's the t- in the twilight of the 1950s. You see how they said that? In the I twilight. Mm-hmm. On one fateful night in New Mexico. Hmm. New mm. Mexico. 
Yeah. Young switchboard operator Faye and charismatic radio E.G. Everett discover a strange audio frequency that could change their small town in the future forever. How dramatic. So this was directed by Andrew Patterson. I believe this is his first movie, actually. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a nice indie film. Uh, and I would say that uh, I believe he's also the writer on it as well. Yes, Andrew Patterson, Teleplay, and Craig Sanger is also credited for the Teleplay. And uh, then you have some, you know, not so well-known actors, but they have been around like uh, Sierra McCormick. And uh, she's been in episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm, Land of the Lost. Um, I think she was a voice over there. All good things. She's a child actress, and she's done a, definitely a string of movies and voiceovers and uh, TV shows. So she's a recognizable face. And then you have Jake Horowitz, who too has been in a, a plethora of other small um, kind of independent shows as well. So it's always a case where they're trying to make a name for themselves and show their it's it's independents are great because it's a, their shot to make a film. Mm. And uh, boy, what a film we have here, Tom. So what was your first impression when you began this show? Well, your summary actually hit on it. It starts off with a visual aesthetic that brings you back to the 1950s. Yep. Yep. And I loved it. That's the thing. It it sets you in into that narrative and into that visual aesthetic. And that whole, the way they build it on the context of that period of time with this Twilight Zone feel in New Mexico which that's is area 51 is is that in Nevada or is that in New Mexico? I want to say Nevada, but um, New Mexico has had its uh, definite um, areas as well of uh, science fiction, let's say without being too spoiler. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And this is this. So when you, when I first started watching it, that's where my brain went. And they do such a nice job of setting things up with the costumes and with kind of the way the society, all the old cars and all the uh, the gymnasium. And I feel like they, they went right back to a sport in, in basketball, which right. kind of pulled you back into that as well. So the opening <clears throat> scenes really pulled me into that, that time period in America. Yeah, I was just fascinated. And, um, you know, it starts off, they do set up the scene very well uh, with the opening shot. And um, if anybody has uh, a, a understanding of the Twilight Zone, which was in the 50s, it sets it up with that type of feel. And it's really cool. I was really just utterly amazed, honestly, with how much attention to detail they they brought you into the 1950s. Um, for an independent film, I was like, wow, they did not hold back to everybody because there was a lot of people, a lot of extras all dressed up in the fifties, the gymnasium, the buildings and the cars, holy cow. And the technology 
it was so 1950s. And wow, I mean, to just quickly, they do a fast job of just bringing you in. People are talking fast and it's, it's really quick up front, a lot of quick editing. And then, you know, it really settles into 1950 and um, where everybody's knows each other. They're talking to each other. It's that small town feel. And um, man, it's like right off the bat, the, the stock uh, film stock, the way that they tint it even and how they had like this fogginess feel to it. It just gave you this time period piece. And immediately you're like, drawn in and you're paying attention because just visually how they just connect you Mm. yeah it's it feels so original in that way i think Mm -hmm. i can't i'm struggling to think of a lot of time period pieces that do it this well i mean we recently we just saw barry mason Mason, right yeah that's where i was heading it has that it's on that level only as an independent so it's it's a little bit stripped down but it doesn't take away from the aesthetic, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, when you look at such a big budget of Perry Mason and what they did with the scene changes in this, now obviously we're staying in one town, and you that's where the story is. But, uh, wow, uh, how they're able to just really capture the time period I thought was great. Now, what do you feel on how the story builds? How, how, how did that grab you? unfortunately i'm going to use adjectives and the way i've been trained as a comic book <laughs> reviewer is that's not even a review right just throwing a bunch of adjectives at something is, is not a critique um so it's interesting of course and mm-hmm. because it's you feel this is what i felt as i was mm-hmm. as i was watching this i felt like i was under a really really big sky in a really really small town was something really mysterious happening. And a lot of it's happening at night, if not the whole movie's at night. Is that true? It's whole movie's at night, yeah. Yeah, okay. So I think it's within an hour or two, actually. Yeah. And that feeling permeates through the entire thing. So that's... So when you talk about what do I like about the story, I thought the pacing of it was done in such a way that the tension doesn't... It doesn't get nauseating, but it doesn't go away. It's always in your mind. Something's going on. But some of it's curiosity, too. I I love the, the curiosity. For me, what mm-hmm. got me intrigued is stuff like Faye is working a switchboard. And so now you're introduced to how telephones used to work back in the 1950s. Yeah. I, I love that. I mean, there's a lot of these little nuances that really flush the story out for me. Yeah, I mean, even how... Um, we, we flash into, um, you know, what with Everett with the radio station mm-hmm. and how the radio station even works in 1950 and it had it, its own standalone building with its mile high tower next to it. It. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was very, um, very much of how the time works. And. Man, I just love the slow crawl because they start off real fast. Everybody's talking fast, so much going on. You know, chitter, chatter, chitter, chatter. It's like your head's spinning of where it's going. And it's just to pull you in that this is your normal Friday night, small town, basketball game. Everybody's there. 
and everybody's saying hi to each other and you know they're interviewing and talking to people and then when you slowly get to it stops right mm-hmm. it all stops and now it the story starts and mm-hmm. it's very mysterious it's very slow and it's it's i don't tom i think it's perfect storytelling when you're sitting around the campfire and somebody is describing something to you like a story and they just keep talking. And that's what this was because you got that in there where, you know, someone's on the phone telling their story or, or the old lady is telling her story and it just draws you in. And yeah. it just, because, and then if it's already filling in the blanks as well, and it just rushes to the, finally to the climax of, of the, the end of it. But it was true storytelling, and that's what was so refreshing. Mm-hmm. I think they did a really nice job of doing the showing and not the telling in many yes. cases. And like getting back to the standalone radio station, there's this place in Oak Park, Oak Park Arms, and it's on the corner of Washington Boulevard and Oak Park Avenue. Mm-hmm. And there's an old radio station there so you have the tower going up in the air and they've converted it into a a nursing home and so why am i telling that story this movie does that to you Mm -hmm. (laughs) like if you have a if you have a parent or an uncle or a grandparent who's played basketball in the 40s and 50s you have pictures of these things around the house which my uncle played on the the greenway Hornets, I think it was. I can't remember. <laughs> Greenway Bowl V up in northern Minnesota. And you, I used to see pictures of him in his little basketball uniform and the basketball and all that nonsense. And so you, they do that, though, in this. It's like they don't miss a beat in the visual aesthetic. And those little pieces fill in gaps so that you don't have to have somebody narrating and telling you anything. right? <laughs> because they're just yeah. showing it right in front of you. And they actually show you just how different society was in other ways, too, which is kind of striking. Mm-hmm. Like, Faye needs to run over to the library. So what does she do? She literally runs to the library. <laughs> <laughs> she's not, you know, texting somebody. She's not on social right. media. She, she's like, and she what? runs like a, an awkward teenager that she is, too, yeah, which was yeah. even, even better. Um, yeah. Now, visually... When you, when you, the whole visual aesthetic of this, what was your um, your perspective when you watched this visually? Because you already kind of tapped on a little bit more of a, a nostalgic piece, but when you look at it from a technical standpoint, what what uh, what happens visually to you? Well, I will. My answer is going to actually be a statement with a question at the end of it, and that is. It has a feel. It has a documentary feel to it in that it's trying to be as accurate as possible in its presentation, representation of everything that's going on in a small town in Nevada in the 1950s in the middle of night. And in New Mexico. Sorry, what did I say? Mexico. Nevada. You're in Area 51. That that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Always in Area 51 or some other area that's nondescript and undefinable. Um, so I think that's it. And I, I, how would you describe that as someone that studied film, Bill? What is the strategy, or wh- how how would you describe that in a more well, like um, you, 
Yeah, for, I mean, think about the first part is, man, it's all at night. So your lighting has to be spot on because when you're showing anything at night, you got to depict nighttime, the shadows, the darkness and everything. But at the same time, you have to see everybody. Mm-hmm. So the lighting aspect of it was just perfect. Uh, my favorite, favorite part of it was definitely the cinematography. And, you know, it's great when you take, can take modern technology and then use it in a period piece like this and create these amazing shots. And what they do now is this had a single take with a drone camera on it. When the drone is going through the town and mm. through the basketball, remember that scene? Yeah. It just hovers. And wow, it was just unbelievable and how people move away and move at the right time and it goes through the basketball game i mean that was just amazing stuff what they did with the drone and you know it's a drone because there's no stinking way that they could take that type of shot but to have the lighting to be the way it needs to be in that type of long take that that's so many different surroundings but it gave you that mysterious feel are are you actually witnessing something as is this the camera actually supposed to be somebody or are we the viewer or are we seeing somebody's perspective mm-hmm. and um again it's this mystery element that creates this overall tone and a lot of what we experience in this film is due to the cinematography mm. yeah i mean it's very strong very strong. Now, what do you think about the characters, the actors in this? What mm-hmm. is mainly around uh, Faye and Everett, Sierra McCormick and Jay Horowitz? What, what did you feel about their acting and their characters? Mm-hmm. Well, I love the dynamic between the two of them. And she is always talking, but you're mm-hmm. not annoyed with her, although um, – <laughs> She she is just nonstop, which is awesome. Everett's kind of like an older brother. I'm hoping I didn't completely forget something in this show, no. but I don't feel like they. It feels more like a sibling relationship, like a right. admirers working together to figure it out. They don't do some stupid quirky romantic thing, no. Which I feel like they have to do in every film these days. Like you put a woman and a man together somewhere, they have to try to have a kiss or something when even when it doesn't make any sense at all they don't do that and so i guess that's one thing i love about this is what they didn't do right yeah i mean i think uh faye is just incredible really um you know there's a scene and it's not spoiler but when she is um being a she's a, a phone operator and um you know that if you know how film works when you're on the phone and somebody is uh, talking on the other line, the actor's not hearing them. No. They are not piping in what you're hearing. That is done afterwards. That's the editing. And she did such a A-plus a job in that scene that it made you just completely forget that that even existed. Just the way she would talk, her mannerisms – it was great acting, great directing by her part. She is a 
wonderful character. The way that she runs is great. The way that she doesn't t- stop talking, which makes her a great phone operator, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even he, Everett, and how he's the radio guy, he plays that that part extremely well too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to branch out, trying to take his career to a different level. Right. Just mm-hmm. not just spinning records in a small town, but trying to have this element of true investigative reporting and and always looking for something to make it to the level. And you're right. It was it, it wasn't so relationship. Well, is it's just that there are two people in a small town that knew each other probably all their lives. And there's no romantic interest except for, you know, they're just at this this place at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I think that is that too made it feel like it fit the aesthetic of everything else that they were showing us is that they didn't yeah. modernize it by making it by sexualizing that relationship. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now, when you look at the um, entertainment value, I mean, obviously, this is a different type of entertainment. This is independent. This is not your name mainstream. They, they, they don't have the same type of roles um, because it tends to be more artistic and which doesn't make it, Oh, it's so weird. It's just, it's not weird artistic because there's definitely that, um, you know, being a film major, I've definitely seen my share of weird artistic films, but this is definitely a different film, but it doesn't feel like it, but what made it entertaining? That's the question. I think it's, Everything we've stated so far, with the addition of a spoiler-free comment that there's a mystery they're unpacking, yeah, and that mystery remained mysterious and kind of just out of reach for most of the film. That made it entertaining yeah. to me. Yeah, and I love that. It's the slow reveal, right? It's mm-hmm. it's it starts with a, a motif, and it builds from there. And it just gathers steam. Mm-hmm. And as it gathers steam, it's 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 storytelling, really. That's what makes it entertaining is it's storytelling. And the storytelling is so interesting, so mysterious, and so deep that it the reveal is really at the end, mm-hmm. like yeah. it should be, right? Yeah. It's at the close. It's It's right at the end. And that's what makes it great is that you know it's leading you there. And you can feel it go there and you can feel their emotions too, right? I, I don't know about you, but I felt their anxiety. Mm-hmm. I felt their, you know, that, that heart racing. And they did such a great job because they did such a great job with the characters and the film and the story mm-hmm. that I felt a part of them. Like I was with them. Mm-hmm. And that's what made it so entertaining. Mm-hmm. And I think they sell out in a good, they completely go all in not sell out they go all chips in with the ending like they don't they just go all in with that mystery and i'm not gonna even hint at spoiling that which i thought was them was them just tracking that that narrative all the way to its conclusion and it made sense yes and it did it was great and it wasn't um you know it 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 wasn't stereotypical it wasn't um a cliche it wasn't it, it was where it was supposed to go. And um, so I could tell from the way that we're rating this, we both thoroughly enjoyed this. 
this is a thumbs up and not to to get a little bob costas in me but this movie is so well made that even someone who's not a film critic <laughs> like this is a really well made film so yeah, and, like, yeah i mean sometimes we watch films and we have a preference like we recently watched away and we tried to review that and that's more of a preference review this this is different this for me is critically looking at how this film was put together this is legitimately a well-made film would you agree bill oh yeah this is a gem this is one of those hidden gems that makes uh watching movies fun actually and i think it's such a it's refreshing it breaks away from the mainstream um it's it's so uh, it, it, it's one of those movies that you would go downtown at the Music Box Theater and see it because it's not a major release film because it doesn't have a big studio in it. And quite frankly, a big studio would ruin it yeah. because they would add too much of the soundtrack, too much music, and too much drama and too much emphasis on the, the things that you're supposed to emphasize that usually happens in movies that would just take away this completely. And if you had major stars in it, it would just take this away completely of what this film is. And, um, you know, anybody that uh, uh, has Amazon Prime, find the vast of night. If you really want to just break away from what you've been watching probably during COVID, and um, see a, a, a great independent film. I agree. Okay, with that, Tom, it, uh, great to review uh, a special movie like this. And boy, Tom, you know, since you've handed the baton for me to close it out, I've listened to you close out so many of it that I have, I don't remember the closeout lines. <laughs> Well, for now and until next time, Bill. That's it. For now until next time, this is Heroes Garage. Bye-bye now.